hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that can be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Pure Talk, my sponsor and my wireless company, of now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. Now, as you plan your summer travel, make sure that your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Now, you can get unlimited talk and text, plenty of 5G data for just 20 bucks a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile for the exact same service. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, make the switch today. Save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. All right, thank you, Scott Shannon. 800-941-SEAN, our number. You want to be a part of the program. We'll get to your calls here in just a minute. If you're just joining us for the first time in the history of our country, the House has removed a Speaker of the House. Uh, One thing that had been adopted after 9-11, I've been telling everybody that Speaker McCarthy had turned over a list of potential replacements. Patrick uh, T. McHenry, uh, McHenry, of North Carolina is such a person. Here's though where we are. Uh, Republicans, as we speak, because I just talked to a couple of them during the break, are now going into a meeting to find out, okay, what is the best way to move forward? Uh, but as it stands right now, uh, we have a speaker pro tem, and that's about it. Because the bottom line is there is absolutely nothing that can happen on the House floor. No bills, nothing. The body's paralyzed until the floor elects a speaker. Uh, yeah, I kind of agree with Donald Trump. Why are they always fighting themselves uh, when they should be fighting the radical left Democrats destroying the country? There were legitimate concerns and trust issues. Kevin McCarthy has nobody to blame but himself for not putting the pro- appropriations together, uh, bills together, as he had promised. And there had been lingering resentment from the last budget deal that had been done. With that said, um, you know, there were there were two very viable options put forward that I think would have been that have worked, would have worked perfectly. That would have allowed the appropriations bills to be complete. That would have given an eight percent cut across the board, uh, meaning in spending in Washington. 
that would have allowed for an increase in border security that would have taken care of our veterans and and uh, and our defense department there were two separate bills chip uh, roy byron donalds scott perry they were rock stars in this anyway they're all meeting together and you know but this is where we now find ourselves Anyway, former Congressman uh, Jason Chabitz, I bet you're dying to be there. I bet you wish you were right in the middle of this, don't you? Oh, my goodness. The chaos that's going on right now. That, that part I don't miss. I like fighting. I like the oversight. Don't like this stuff. Yeah, I like when we're fighting the left, but that's my own personal view. All right, so what do you make of it? I mean, look, in the end, sometimes, you know, you got to break some eggs to get a, a nice scrambled egg uh, omelet. Maybe maybe in the end this works. However, uh, I think there was definitely options that were available way short of this uh, that they could have united around that would have put the pressure where it belongs, which I think should be on the U.S. Senate and Mitch McConnell. But they would have had to, you know, go with the either Chip Roy and, and Scott Perry and Byron Donald's plans. There were two very viable options for a CR that actually had some teeth in it. Um, but, you know, here we are. This is, this is what one member's motion to vacate can bring us. There were some legitimate criticisms of Gates. I'm not criticizing him. However, I do think that the plans put forward by uh, Byron Donalds and Chip Roy should have been, that would have been my choice. What say you? Totally agree with you. I would have voted for that. To have an 8% reduction in the discretionary spending, support for veterans, support with a strong border uh, the Senate may not have taken that up, but at least it would have tried. I'm very sympathetic to the arguments that were made by Matt Gates and, and uh, uh, Congressman Biggs. Uh, the idea that, hey, they were going to bring up a balanced budget amendment, they didn't do so. They're going to bring up term limits, so didn't do so. Going to do a 12 appropriations bills, didn't do so. But, you know, and some of the other arguments that were there on the floor that, hey, uh, we're trying to restore regular order. Well, you just got off a four-week recess. So don't tell me that you didn't have time to do your appropriations bill. With that said, I don't think this was the right solution because there's no end game in mind other than, you know, um, you know I, that's, that's my criticism of it. I don't like where it ended up and where we are today because – James Comer and Jim Jordan and others were making great strides in their oversight. We got to be out there pressing on the the Biden investigations. Uh, the, the arguments against the Senate are valid. All of that comes to a screeching halt right now. So that's my frustration with it because I don't I don't know where this goes. I don't know where there's an end in mind. I don't think it's going to be Patrick McHenry as the next speaker. I can't imagine that that. Freedom Caucus uh, type folks are going to vote for somebody like like Patrick McHenry. I don't think it's going to be Emmers in Minnesota either, whose name's been floated a lot. I don't I don't think it's going to be him. Well, anybody who kind of dares sticks up their head and said, "Yeah, I'll do it," which he did not. Uh, I don't think is is going to do it. And if and look, if they're going after Kevin McCarthy, they're going after the whole leadership team. So that's. Well, Gates just spoke, you know, complimentary of Steve Scalise, but Steve Scalise has some serious health issues. I don't, and by the way, would you want this job? I would never take that job, especially under the 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 the, the, the very we have such. This is the problem that I think a lot of people don't quite understand. There is a reality that a speaker has to face that those that want to be you know, the most pure conservative, which, by the way, I want the most conservative Congress ever. 
But when you when you have a three or four seat majority, depending on who shows up and who's in and who's out, a lot of people, you know, happen to be out of the office right now, uh, potentially out for some time. Then, you know, if you got a three vote margin, you're in a tough spot because you have all these disparate groups within the Republican caucus, including moderates, including the Tuesday group, the study group, the Freedom Caucus, which I pretty much find myself in alignment with regularly. And so it's it's far more difficult when you got to deal with all those varying factions to actually gain consensus. And with a, four, you know, three or four vote margin, that's not an easy job. I don't care what anybody says. Well, I think we ask too much of a speaker. It's, I don't think it's the speaker's job to get a predetermined outcome. That That seems not compatible with the idea of an open rule. And I thought Congressman Gates actually made a valid point here. We may win, we may lose, but let's at least vote. And that's the fundamental problem. And I think the frustration is members are not allowed to offer their amendments. They don't have open rules. Um, you know, and look, it was even worse, far worse under Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she's had those things so baked before they got there. But I think we asked too much of a speaker. Their job should be to bring the bills to the floor, put more emphasis on those committee chairmen and let them do it and get rid of the appropriations committee, for goodness sake, why they do that separate. And I'm getting into the weeds here, Sean, but why they do the appropriations separate from the authorizing committees is beyond me because, you know, what? we never use the power of the purse. They should be using that power of the purse on the Department of Justice right now. Are we doing that? No. Should they be doing that on Homeland Security? Yes, but they're not doing it. So you can't. Okay, I agree on all points. On principle, you and I are, you know, in full agreement. I don't disagree with the arguments Matt Gates is making. Now you tell me how you deal with these moderate Republicans from California, New York, and elsewhere that are in uh, districts that Joe Biden won. You know, how do you get them on board? That's that, you know, that's where this gets very, very difficult. That's where the job of speaker almost becomes impossible. Uh, agreed. It, we, internally, they call them the majority makers. They, they, they call themselves, look, we wouldn't be in the majority without us. And the other members of more conservative ones say, well, you wouldn't be here without us, too. And so, um, again, I thought that Scott Perry and Byron Donald and Chip Roy were doing the exact right thing. They are as conservative as any member in there, and they crafted a bill that they should have voted on and they should have supported. I, I'm very disappointed that that didn't pass. Let the, it, was, it was just for a 30-day CR, a short-term CR. No, again, CRs are not the way to do business, but based on where we are here today, I thought that was the most responsible outcome. Unfortunately... Gates and some of the others decided not to go down that path, and I think that was the wrong decision. All right, Jason Chavitz, thank you, my friend. Appreciate your reaction. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, all right, let's say hi to John in South Carolina and Joe in Connecticut. John, uh, say hi to Joe. Joe, say hi to John. John. Hello, John and Joe. Are you there? You're on the air. Hello. Hello. All right. Who's this? John or Joe? This This is Joe. Joe, say hi to John. John, say hi to Joe. Hey, John. Hello. John, say hi to Joe. Hello, Joe. 
Very good. All right. We'll let Joe go first. He is supporting Matt Gates in this. Go ahead. Well, I'm supporting the American people, Sean. I'm I'm doing backflips, and I'm not surprised. I'm surprised you're not because you know, we just got rid of the Martin Van Buren of speakers of the House. This guy was ineffective. He didn't do anything he said he was going to do. He's apparently compromised. And you know, you say that the, the what, what do you mean he's compromised? It, you, you're missing my whole point here. I said I agree in the substance with what Gates is saying, but I'm also acknowledging something that is a reality. They have a three or four vote margin depending on the day. And in that coalition, you have people that don't agree with us. And you've got to somehow, you know, it's like herding cats. And you've got to get these people somehow have agreement. They're not in agreement on the issues that you and I find and feel so passionately about. And you can't govern if you don't get to an agreement, period. You can't. While I agree with you, I'm still going to tell you that you're talking about the Republicans fighting each other and not fighting the Democrats. But if you don't have a general who can take you there, like, well, well, hang on. I was quoting Donald Trump from earlier today. That's Donald Trump who said that. I understand. And Mr. Trump has my support. But I you know, he's he's playing a different game than we are right now. I'm speaking freely because I'm not running for anything. I'm not running for anything either. I listen. Everything that they they were saying about the appropriations process I'm in full agreement with. And do I want the vote on uh, term limits? Yeah. Balanced budget? Yeah. However, I can tell you right now, neither one of them are going anywhere if they vote for them. It's a good vote to have, and that would hopefully, you know, set up of the potential that when we have a bigger majority and a majority in the Senate and a Republican in the White House, then it could become a reality. None of those things would become a reality today. No, and I agree with you, but let's send a message of accountability to people. If you, I agree. I agree, and they should have, and, and these are the mistakes McCarthy made. I've, said, I've been very clear about that. I'm not speaking here as a special pleader for McCarthy. I am saying that overall that we had a really good, we had really good options put forward by the Freedom Con- uh, Caucus. Do you not like the options? I've mentioned them in detail. They're, they're fine. But again, I, I, I have more of an issue with a guy who's a politician at this point. You know, and there's so much at stake as we mutually agree. And, and, you know, we don't have time for this nonsense anymore. It's getting short. OK, so you tell me the guy that you're going to elect that's going to be able to bring together the varying factions. Is it Gates? Who do you want? I don't know. I look, I like him, but of course, nobody's going to like him now because he's he's you know, he's the bad boy because he he. No, no, no. Answer this question. You said you want guys to get this job done. You tell me who's going to get that job done with a four or three vote majority. Who? Oh, it's a good question, Sean. I don't honestly don't. Have- I know. I but that's the problem. I'm giving you the reality of it uh, and I'm taking the emotion out of it. I agree with yeah. every single thing you're saying. However, I'm also looking at a reality that is just staring us in the face that we don't want to look at. Let me bring in John, South Carolina. John, your take. Hey there, Sean. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, um, so just like you've pointed out, you know, guys like Joe just, you know, and Matt Gates just don't have any answers, but they just want to be roadblocks. Um, I mean, we've got, you know, you got these clowns that want to, you know, shake, shake things up, but they'd have no answers. I liked your suggested strategy from the Freedom Caucus to put together these appropriation bills and do, do the stop, you know, do the CR for right now. But then over the 45 days, put together actual legislation, um, throw it back at the Senate like you had suggested before, 
have the senators, you know, rally, and then you throw it in the plate in, in front of the Democrats, and they have to then deal with it and deal with the American people on the fact that they can't, you know, uh, legislate over what has been put in front of them by the Republicans. I, I just don't, I just don't get it. And you know, as Trump has pointed out, why are we inviting? It just, it doesn't make any sense. And and, and that's my only point. Joe, I want to be clear here. I understand where you're coming from, because the things that you say you want, I want. I agree with you. However, achieving them is a whole different ballgame when you have a bunch of moderate Republicans in districts that Joe Biden won. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, just one thing that John said, enough with the continuing resolutions. It's not like this is some kind of surprise that the the Congress doesn't know it's coming up. That's a bunch of BS. They should have been dealing with this all along. So this kicking the can down the road has become the modus, and that's what they all do all the time, and they'll continue to do it. There will never be a solid deal. All right, guys, appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. All right, I want you to meet Kelsey. Now, when she found out she was pregnant, well, she wasn't really sure where to turn, but after meeting with counselors at Preborn Network Clinics, well, guess what? They loved her, they supported her, and they gave her a free 4D ultrasound for her to actually hear her baby's heartbeat. When a mother looks at her child through a sonogram, it does something to you. You know, I ended up deciding to keep my son, who is now five years old today. He's amazing. He brings absolute joy to my heart. I could not imagine life without him. Can you help out this great mission of preborn and maybe even in a big way? Every donation is tax deductible. They don't get a penny from the federal government like Planned Parenthood. They rely on people that believe in the sanctity of life and people in the pro-life community. Now to donate, just dial pound 250, say the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or just go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean. That's preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easier to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Born on America's darkest day, 9-11-01, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping American heroes ever since. And when a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young kids are left behind, well, Tunnel to Towers They pay the mortgage on the family home off to lift that financial burden. Now, for catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds, well, mortgage-free smart homes. That enables severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. And through the Foundation's Homeless Vets program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless vets. More than 3,300 were helped last year alone. And people who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities, they need your help more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate 11 bucks a month. 
go to their website. It's the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Will you join me in fighting the epic battle of the millennium? Do you realize since the overturning of Roe v. Wade, abortion states now have seen a huge increase in patients? Now, sadly, babies' lives are more at risk than ever, and that's why Preborn has stepped in, and they use the science of 4D ultrasound to introduce expecting moms to their precious babies, and this science works. When a mom is in crisis and hears that baby's heartbeat or sees him or her on an ultrasound, guess what? They're more than twice as likely to choose life. Now, five ultrasounds are just 140 bucks. That would help perhaps rescue five babies' lives. If you donate now, that just donate securely. You can do it by dialing pound 250 on your cell, saying the keyword baby, pound 250, keyword baby, or go to their website, preborn.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, preborn.com slash Sean. You will never regret helping this organization. Unlike Planned Parenthood, they don't get a penny from the federal government. They rely on your generosity. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns. And you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's HenryUSA.com, free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. You know, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families ever since 9-11. Now, hero first responders and service members, the people that serve our communities, our country, those who die in the line of duty, those who are catastrophically injured, veterans who have fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo, New York, firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Now, Arno was killed while protecting his community. He was battling a warehouse fire. He left behind a wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made their memories with their hero. Now you can join the Tunnel to Towers Foundation on the mission to do good and support the families of America's greatest heroes. And that means the families of fallen first responders, just like Jason Arno and Gold Star families with young children and catastrophically injured service members and also homeless vets. Please commit to $11 a month. Go to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org, the letter T, the number two, letter t.org for the tunnel to towers foundation all right let's go straight to the phones because you know what uh we've talked a lot here let's say hi to Vinny in massapequa long island hey Vinny, how are you hey sean i'm fine um i'm not too sure that i uh that this is all that bad as everybody's coming down on gates because the only way we're going to end up getting a democrat speaker is if rhinos vote with the democrats to get the Democrat speaker. Let me just ask you a question and stop you right there. The CR that passed, how did that happen? Did Republicans join with Democrats? I guess they did. 
There you go. Okay, so that's a very big risk when you have such a tight margin, right? Yeah, however, though, to know the people who would have made such an overthrow to vote with the Democrats is kind of important. I mean, the, the um, negative things are being said about Gates kind of remind me about how everybody attacks Trump. Like, oh, he's a demagogue. Oh, he's a this. Oh, he's a egotistical. Oh, he's that. I'm not, well, I'm, I'm not attacking Gates. I actually think on the merits of a lot of his arguments, he was accurate. And and on certain votes, they didn't happen. The appropriations process didn't go through normal procedure, which was part of their agreement. So the, uh, I can't criticize him for for saying that he wants to hold McCarthy accountable. Uh, the balanced budget amendment, the term limits vote, you know, th- those are less significant to me because they can happen at any time. And then I do believe they would have happened. However, they wouldn't have become law. It would have just been symbolic. So I'm trying to be realistic as well. But to me, the better play, the more strategic, tactical play, I would have gone along with the Freedom Caucus guys, and I would have passed the, the, the CR that cut spending dramatically, discretionary spending, but kept funding the military, veterans, and uh, the Department of Homeland Security. I would have insisted on H.R. 2, the bill that would secure the border, and that would have been the bridge, I think, to get to the appropriations bill that would have satisfied the biggest complaint that conservatives had that, hey, wait a minute, this is we decided not to do it this way. And it would have gotten us to the end game. Now, you know, now everything's in flux. And, and you might be right. This this has the potential to end up landing fine. I have no idea at the end of the day. Uh, I'm not sitting here wringing my hands, worried about you know, what happened here today. However, it has also the potential of imploding in their faces. And, you know, it's going to be up to them, but you're dealing with such varying, you know, political viewpoints within the Republican caucus. None of this is easy. You understand that. Yeah, I understand. I got your point. It was mainly the the extreme, extreme negativism that other uh, people are saying about these six guys. Uh, it makes me a little bit unsettled, you know. It could land all right. What you were saying was good. Yeah, it could have been a better way, more strategic. It's just this, I'm really leery about how horribly he's being characterized right now. So thanks for... Uh, I'm not really paying attention to that noise. Matt Gates. I've known him a long time. He's going to do what he's going to do. I would have done, I would have... I would have joined with Byron Donalds, Scott Perry, and Chip Roy. Now you're talking about three of the most conservative members in the House. And I thought they had a, a bridge that I thought was viable that would also put the onus on the Senate, which is where I would rather the pressure point be, not on the House. Does that make sense? Yes, that's a definite fair point, and I won't so it's- against that. It's just a tactical difference, strategic difference, how this may play out to be perfectly fine in the end and no harm, no foul. I don't know. However, it may turn out to be a disaster. Um, I think a lot of I think that time will tell. I would have gone along with Chip and Byron and Scott Perry. That's what I would have done. Uh, Anyway, appreciate the call, buddy. Thank you. Uh, John in North Carolina. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, buddy. How are you doing? Good, man. What's going on? Hey, look, I think there are a couple of things in play. Number one, McCarthy 
took the speakership with very with a lot of restrictions he, he or, or a lot of stipulations he needed to do certain things certain things he didn't do so they did hold him accountable and like it or not Matt Gates and the people who are infighting so to speak they have their constituents that hold them accountable i think that this whole thing has it's it's not done the right way like you said i think that they that like uh, jason safe said that they they don't have an end game and if you are going to make a move you need to have a next move it's like chess you move your pieces accordingly and you need to have two or three plays down the down the line and if you're not doing that you're going to screw up listen i will from my perspective that's that's a very important point you're making if we had an end game, they don't even have a name. I was watching Matt in, in one of the breaks, and he's given a press conference, and they were asking him, okay, who's going to replace Kevin? And he said, well, maybe Steve Scalise. I'd support Scalise. I don't think Scalise medically is going to be up to that. I, I like Steve Scalise a lot. Um, and they don't have a consensus candidate. And then here's the other problem. Is, is and this is something that is inevitable, and I'm just giving you the reality of what we're facing, is not everybody in this Republican caucus is conservative. They're just not. No, and, you, no. You, and you've got too many of these people in New York, California in particular, that are in districts that voted for Joe Biden. And, and they're like... Very true. Uh, they're, they're not going to be as conservative in their voting. Now, you only have a three or four, four vote margin, depending on the day. Now you've got to, you know, cobble together a coalition that can bring everybody to the table and get every, get something done. Uh, by any definition, that becomes a, t I'll tell you right now, I'm in the House of Representatives today. They say, Hannity, why don't you do it? I'm like, drop dead. Well, I, I get that too, but maybe this is where Chip Roy or Byron Donald steps up and says, this is... I, 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 but you know what? I don't think I think both of them would be great candidates. I think Scott Perry would be a great candidate. I, I don't know if anybody's going to want to do it. Do you? you no. Know, and it's it's a it's a really demanding job. And, and here's where I think the Democrats do a little bit better. A lot better. They well, they circle the wagons. We create circular firing squads. They they will tow the party line. Yep. Not necessarily their constituents' points of view. This is why you have Tulsi Gabbard, you have uh, Kristen Sinema, you have different people, um, Joe Manchin, who have really kind of left the Democratic Party, or should I say the party has left them, and it's because they are answering to their constituents. The Democrat Party is more about towing whatever line that they have. The Republicans seem to be, like it or not, more focused on their constituents. And like you said, this is a big country. You have people from California who are more uh, left of center, even though they call themselves Republicans. And you have people from Texas and Florida who are going to be very right of center and who are more conservative Republicans. You have a lot of different. Listen, this could turn out fine. I'm hoping that they can resolve this quickly. I think the longer it goes on, the worse they look. That's my hope. All right, John. Appreciate it, man. Luke is in Illinois. Disagrees with both of us. What's up, Luke? Glad you called. Well, not necessarily disagreeing with everybody, but uh, th thanks for having me, Sean. Um, like I 
kind of, you know, it's, it's a historic day today. And um, looking at everything, everyone's pointing the finger. Um, but really what it comes down to is McCarthy's out. And we have to look forward to who is going to be the next representative to the House. And I think it's going to come down to a whole bunch of narratives. And like you just mentioned, what's the timing looking like? Because, I mean, we go back to January and it took weeks. So, I mean, what are we looking at here? Uh, that 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 is look i am not in this doom and gloom and republicans are doomed stage where everybody else is however um and i'm not going to name names i was warning people in july and august that they needed to get ahead of this uh, and that's all i'm going to say and i was taught as i talked to my sources regularly i was telling people you guys better get your act together the last time you did the the, the last budget deal you did did not go over well I said, you guys better get ahead of it, get ahead of it, get ahead of it. But, you know, nobody listens to me, Luke. Why, why would they listen to a dopey talk show host, right? I know. I can't, I can't get it either. But I think the word of the day is a mess in Washington. I think that's what the word of the day is. Thanks, Luke. Let's see what happens. It's not, it's not doom and gloom yet. It could, it could turn into a complete Adam Schiff show. I hope not. Stephanie, North Carolina. Hi. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Glad you called. I'm so happy. I'm so happy he's out. Okay. Who would you like? One. I mean, I mean, every- no, a lot of people are happy. I understand that. Yeah. I'm- so tell me, so tell me who you think could, could bring together this, these varying coalitions and actually do better. Tell me who. I, I, I will, I will name a ton of people, but, that, but they just need to decide that they're going to stand up for the American people. Okay. So uh, is out- I'm going to, I'm going to push you. Name them. Tell me who. Daniel. I, I think it'd be a great choice. Jim Jordan's not going to do it in a million years. Chip Roy, Matt Gates, Chip. Marjorie Taylor Greene. I want a fighter. I want the gloves off. All right, now, now here's my next tougher question. And by the way, there's not one person on your list that I don't like. I'm not mad at anybody today. I'm just saying, here's the reality. How do you deal with the moderate wing of the Republican Party that won't go along with with the things that you and I would want done. How do you handle that part? That's the tough part. They need to go. They need to well, go. Okay, they need to go, but right but, but they're not going anywhere until next November. We're stuck with them. And if we're not getting if we don't and if they don't govern properly, none none of them are going to be in the majority, which they better be aware of that too. The American people decide that this is nothing but chaos and a complete shift show, they're going to vote a lot of them out. We're tired. We've had it. You're tired, but you can't do anything if you don't have power and you don't win. Well, people need to step up and start doing what Trump did. People need to start putting it out there. If we played it safe, we would have never had a revolution. We would have never had a revolution back in 1776. Listen, I'm not talking about playing it safe. I want all the things that we've all been talking about today. There's not one thing that I, I, I don't want, you know, anyway, uh, appreciate you. Uh, appreciate you being on the, on the phone, Stephanie. I w- let's see what happens. Everybody needs to take a little bit of a deep breath here. Jim in Illinois. Hey, Jim, how are you? Hey, Sean, how you doing? Good. What's going on? Hey, well, you know, I, I can't help but not feel, you know, a little bit hopeless, but, Honestly. Don't 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 let don't go there yet. This you know. Let's see how this plays out. Give it a listen. If, if it takes a few days, 
it'll be fine. If it takes weeks and months, then it's a disaster. You there? What we need to do is what, yes, uh, what we need to do is what Trump said. We need to be going after the Democrats. This should not be about infighting between us because our party is diluted. I mean, we've been diluted for a long time. We've got Mitt Romney. Hang, I, I got to put you on hold here. Hang on one second. Newt Gingrich just uh, finally got out of a meeting. Sir, how are you? Good. How are you? Uh, it, uh, from my perspective, I know there's a lot of angst, anxiety, panic. I'm not there yet. Um, uh, however, they need to get their act together. But with a three or four vote majority, it's not easy. You've been there with, you know, when you're dealing with all these varying factions and points of view in the House, it's hard. Sure, but look, you had 4% of the conference, 4%, side with all of the Democrats. Now, that's suicidal. I mean, it may be because Gates hates McCarthy, and maybe somebody else can bring the eight of them back or whatever. But but if I were there, I, I don't, candidly, Sean, I don't know what I'd do. I, I would regard these eight people as traitors. I would think that what they just did, to, I mean, to, to say to 210 of your colleagues, we don't care who you choose, the eight of us are more important, and we are going to side with your mortal opponents. I mean, are they, are they going to, you know, make Hakeem the speaker? Mm-hmm. They, they don't have any strategy. These were eight people on a suicide mission with no idea of the next step. Mm-hmm. They have no idea, and the longer this goes on, the worse it looks to the country. Yeah, but I don't. I don't worry about that. I mean, we we, we will get through this at some point. I, we just got some polling numbers back at, at the America's New Majority Project, you know, that I run, uh, and you know, we're up by eight points on the generic ballot. Uh, Gallup just came out and said that we we're way ahead, not because we're smart, but because Biden and Bidenism is so bad. It's going to be like Jimmy Carter. Uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, as a practical matter, politically, I'm not too worried in the short run. I worry in the long run. You know, and the answer is, you, if you want Republicans to govern, you better get them about 30 more seats in the House and about six more seats in the Senate. I totally agree with you. You know, the the thing about today that is a little frustrating to me, and I think you'd agree with me, there's guys that I really like, respect, on the Freedom Caucus that really busted their ass behind the scenes and gave two very viable continuing resolution options. Mm. Now, would it have been optimal to pass the 12 appropriations bills as promised? Yeah, that would have been optimal. I'm, I'm, I'm in total, complete agreement. But when Chip Roy, Scott Perry, Byron Donald say, okay, we're going to have an 8% cut across the board. Uh, we're going to secure our border, take care of our Defense Department, and take care of our veterans, and we'll give you the 30 days to come up with the appropriations bills, which was the main criticism, that to me was reasonable. That was a solution. Another solution that they came up with was a 30% cut, and it would have included H.R. 2. That was the border security bill. I like that solution also rather than going the nuclear option today. Yeah, look, two things. One, you're exactly right. Uh, I've been trying to write a newsletter and just haven't quite got my head around it, that you know, they had a moment there to win a great conservative victory. They threw it away, and so they ended up with a very mediocre continuing resolution. And the alternative was to quit paying the soldiers and quit paying the the, the border gut patrol, uh, et cetera. Uh, and if, if you know, if you are somebody on a limited income, 
serving your country. Uh, it's not a joke if that's what happens. Um, so the, the, the conservatives who voted no because they have this, this principle that if they don't get exactly what they want, they have the right to destroy everything, uh, they guaranteed a worse outcome when, they, in fact, you're right, they had an opportunity to win a pretty big conservative victory if they had just voted yes. Uh, and that's what concerns me. I mean, whether it's Kevin McCarthy or somebody else, I want to see how they're going to manage, because the other side of that is, remember, this majority is a majority only because we have 15 members from seats that Joe Biden carried. That's a bit, and I'm trying to explain that to people. That is a reality that when you have a tiny, tiny coalition majority, which is three to four seats, I mean, this this reminds me a lot of, you know, any uh, parliamentary system of government, which is like this is akin to a no confidence vote. And my my question is, who is going to be able to bring together the all the varying factions? I'm the I'm the conservative faction. You're the conservative faction. We're we're Freedom Caucus supporters. Right. Um, Okay, but then you got the Tuesday group, the study group. Then you've got these moderate Republicans from California and New York. And and they're in districts that Joe Biden won. That's a problem for them. So they're looking out for themselves and their future also in their elections. Right. And then it's very hard to get across to people who come from a district that's, you know, 60 or 70 percent Republican uh, and have no idea what the counter pressures are. But, you know, we did. People forget this. In 1996, the labor unions decided to go for an increase in the minimum wage. And they made it a huge, huge issue. And we had 23 districts in which we could lose members if we didn't have a vote. Right. The Army got up, and there was one of the great acts of leadership, got up at the conference and said, I'm an economics professor. I ran to oppose the minimum wage. It is a terribly destructive thing. And I want you to know that as the congressman from Dallas, I'm going to speak against and oppose the minimum wage measure, which as the majority leader, I am going to schedule. Because he understood if we didn't do that, we weren't going to be a majority. And no no majority had been reelected since 1928. And we were determined to break that. And we did. We became the first Republican reelected. Hey, by the way, you're also the last speaker to balance the budget. By the way, you've, uh, uh, you don't need a, uh, a member of Congress to be the speaker. Do you mind going back to work? No, it's impossible. You have somebody... <laughs> Who lives it and breathes it and works it every day and knows every number? Well, I could I could encourage you behind the scenes. I'll bring you coffee and you know take care of you. Very hard business. It's oh, it's brutal. Listen, you did the work you accomplished in five years, and then they wanted to throw you out. I mean, and you did a phenomenal. You were the best speaker in our lifetime. Brought Republicans to power for the first time in forty years. You're right about that. All right, Speaker Gingrich, thank you. Got to take, uh, well, we're done. We have a great Hannity, 9 Eastern tonight, Fox News, set your DVR. See you tomorrow. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for making the show possible. All right, who's there for heroes or their families left behind when a service member or a first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless vets and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11-01. I'll tell you who. It's the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Now the foundation's gold star, fallen first responders, smart home, and homeless veterans programs, and the foundation's never forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrances all across America. 
Over 80 runs, walks, climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute. They're educating kids from kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep their vow to never forget. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. They're hoping all of us will donate $11 a month. Just go to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org, the letter T, number two, letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now Henry makes more than two hundred rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. 